Hi, this is Shan. This is the second podcast in a three-part series called Second Arrow. You can see videos of this on YouTube. Sorry about the sound. We get a new microphone um, about four podcasts from now, and everything from then on sounds great. One of the things that this particular insight does is it helps us with one of the barriers to abiding in a, a, a peaceful, loving, joyful, internal space. So when we first start getting still or checking in with ourselves, spending time with ourselves, pausing before we take actions, reflecting, doing some internal kind of sit with yourself, see where you're at, feel your feelings work, we hear or experience a thousand thoughts. People, when they go to meditate for the first time or when they go still or they just go for a walk, the whole walk is this mind of ours that's going boom, 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 with each one of those booms is a thought. And we get caught into those thoughts and most of the time, in the beginning, those thoughts are not nourishing. A lot of times they're not true, and a lot of times they really kind of send us lower instead of helping us um, rise or get up out of whatever situation we're in. What we find initially is usually a lot of thoughts that are tough thoughts, um, not true thoughts, uh, self-reprimanding thoughts, uh, stemming from a lot of our senses of self or our feelings that we haven't really quite felt or thought through, and so they pop up at rapid speed. Wouldn't it be great if there was a way to dim or diminish those thoughts? Um, second arrow is an insight which gives you the key to doing that. It's one little thing you can do when you check in with yourself. It's one thing that you notice and then one intention that you set. And the minute you have that insight, it's like reframes everything right away. It's like the combination to taking a lot of those habituated thoughts and having them no longer show up, which is kind of amazing. So this new way of thinking stops a lot of the habituated thoughts. And there's another teaching called Papancha, which does the same. So when you pair second arrow up with Papancha, it's incredible. Why are we hoping that a lot of these thoughts don't arise in the first place? Because when you abide in an internal space, you have a lot more power in the world. You have a power to self-define. You have a power to go to a place for refuge or respite. You can set some intention when the external world is kind of challenging and a little bit too hard to exist in, which is the truth for a lot of us. A lot of us have been given an external world which is particularly challenging, some of us more than others. So if you find yourself needing a break sometimes from that external world, there's this incredible power in being able to go into an internal space which you are have created some intention around. Um, the intention that it's loving usually, that it's compassionate, that it's full of gratitude. And you'll find yourself having this superpower 
where no matter what's going on in the external world, you can go to a place in the internal world to kind of restore, set a new direction for yourself. That internal space is what breaks habituated actions, what breaks habituated thinking, what stops us from repeating the same patterns in life is going to that internal space, letting some of those things arise in the internal space, working with them there so that you don't then manifest them in the external world. So there's a lot of power there. So this barrier to get to that space is what we want to eliminate. Um, and that barrier often for a lot of people is an onslaught of thoughts that are not fun to think. So second arrow is a little something that we can do when we're having a hard time, might not be in the place of total and ultimate nirvana and enlightenment where we're not doing things, we're just being. Um, we might not be there when we're having a hard time. We might be in the space where we're taking actions, we're trying to change things because we don't like the way the world feels, we don't like the way we feel. We're sort of feeling like something has to change or we're not going to be okay. So what do we do? We take actions. Those actions can be healthy coping mechanisms or they can be unhealthy coping mechanisms where you might do something unhealthy, just a broad set of examples, sleep all day, pick fights with your friends, go out and drink, stay out late, stop eating well, stop taking care of yourself, stop sleeping well because something really challenging has happened to you. That sort of doing things when you're in a hard time, what if we could take some of the things we do that spiral us down, stop doing those, and put in another thing that we do which helps us rise up. So second arrow is one of those things you can work, you can get into, you can think about, you can say, you know, I'm having a really hard time right now, but today, what I'm doing for this day is I'm just thinking about second arrow, and anytime I have these onslaught of difficult thoughts, this is what I'm going to implement so that I can chill, subside those thoughts, and start kind of breaking up out of a difficult situation. So that's the why behind why you might want to bring this practice into your life. And with insights, remember, they're not things that you have to do again and again and again and work really hard at. You really just have to get them once. You have to hear something new from someone out there in the world. It reframes the way you think about it. You give it a shot. You try it out for yourself. And when you try it out for yourself, something should shift and change, and you will have a different feeling. That's what's so amazing about the insight teachings, is it really can change you overnight. It's like shining a flashlight into a dark space that you just couldn't see before. How do we do it? How do we take this insight and understand it or put it into practice in a way that actually affects change in our life? So just a very broad overview is that we're using this metaphor where there's a hunter who's out in the woods. She's beautiful, she's skillful, she's deft, she's trying to bring food back to her family, and she gets hit by an arrow. It's not her fault, it's totally random, it's something bad that's happened from the external world. But then, like every human I know, including myself, we can very quickly start thinking a series of thoughts which are um, self deprecating, uh, self-bullying, self-victim, 
things like, oh my God, I'm such a loser. I got hit by an arrow. Boom. That's the second arrow. So you want to say, I've been hurt. I feel pain right in that moment because the thought formations are very fast right away. They're going to start spinning back into yourself and say, I'm not going to shoot a second arrow at myself. You know, set that intention not to hunt yourself, not to hurt yourself. Even though we know there might be some really interesting and dynamic reasons why a human being might hurt themselves, we're going to sort of see the error in that logic that we're going to hurt ourselves to push people away or we're going to hurt ourselves to draw an intimacy or we're going to hurt ourselves to distract ourselves from that first pain which could be a big pain which is why we might want to do other sort of destructive things so we have something else to focus on we all know it's incredibly cruel to kick someone when they're down right that's sort of a general understanding if somebody has uh, been hurt or hit or punched or is sort of in the gladiators arena and down on the ground, it's seen as particularly cruel to hurt them again. So see that for yourself. You're already feeling pain. You're already hurt. Why kick yourself when you're down? And what you're gonna notice is when you get hurt, you get out of it much quicker. And you're also gonna notice a ton of your internal thoughts are gonna totally dissolve and subside. They're just not gonna happen. So once a thought has arisen, we neither want to uh, sort of keep it or fixate on it or push it away. We want to neither have clinging nor aversion. Very tricky. But what if we can get under that and we can make it so the thought itself never arises? Then you don't have to work so hard with it. You don't have to work on attachment. You don't have to work on clinging. You don't have to work on aversion. What if there's an insight that stops the thought from being birthed in the first place? It's second arrow. So I hope you get into it. I hope it helps you. I hope it creates some really chilled out spaces in your mind and in your head and in your internal self, whatever you want to call that, your heart, your awareness, your self, whatever you want to call it, call it that. And I hope that space becomes really, really groovy for you and is a little bit more charming and endearing and becomes a place you want to go all the time because it's safe and it's restorative and it's really, really lovely.